The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Rivers, here comes the reverse to Tenard Davis, throwing towards the end zone. He's got a man. Touchdown, Ricky Smalling. Touchdown, Illinois. And the Illini have taken the lead. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to kickoff is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini football. Here's the handoff, running to the right, another big hole. This is Dre Brown. He's free. He might go. He's gone. Touchdown, Illinois. Today, the Illini are on the road in a different Memorial Stadium to face the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Kick on the way. Plenty of distance. Now, from our game day studios in downtown Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. After their best offensive performance of the year, Illinois trying to make it two Big Ten wins in a row and get back to 500. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty here in our game day studios in Champaign. Illinois and Nebraska will kick at 11 a.m. Nebraska coming off a close loss at Ohio State, 36-31. The Cornhuskers just 2-7 overall under first-year coach Scott Frost and 1-5 in the Big Ten. Illinois 4-5 overall, 2-4 in conference. And uh, Illinois, though, facing a team that is tougher than their record in the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So let's start with our opening drive, brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events, and by Warden Martin Buick GMC Service. Lauren Tate is here. Lauren, since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, they've won four of five meetings between these two, and Illinois has never won in Lincoln. It's a cold day there, I'm told. Never won in Lincoln. I, I thought uh, Red Grange didn't win there, I guess. Uh, was that game in Champaign in 1923 or 24, whenever that happened? I know that Illinois beat Nebraska once back in the day. So, uh, and, But, of course, we saw a, a big win. Uh, Bill Cubitt's team beat Nebraska with uh, – Yeah, those pass interference calls and Geronimo yeah, Allison and one, there in the, inter, yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, one-yard TD pass to win the game, but – Oh, anyway, it's, Nebraska's ruled this thing. They have been a great program over time, certainly in the Big 8 and the Big 12. And now in the Big 10, they've just had their problems to try to get to the top. And, and uh, they've run through several coaches, and and um, they think they've got the right guy now. As I mentioned earlier, it's, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling when you bring, uh, for instance, at Illinois, you bring Josh Whitman back home. It's a great feeling when you have Fitzgerald at Northwestern. It's a great feeling when you have uh, Chris at Wisconsin. And, and Scott Frost is that guy. He's the one guy that fits, like Harbaugh at Michigan. He fits at, at, because the fans remember what he did, and he's a smart guy, and, and he'll have everybody behind him. And Urban Meyer said it last week, this is the two-win team that nobody wants to play. Mm -hmm. They run a confusing uh, offense, I mean, confusing for the defense type of offense, and they uh, they are better than their record because there's several ball games they they could have easily won. Well, they had Northwestern beat with three or four minutes to go, and 
That turned out to be an overtime win for Northwestern. Great rally from 10 down in the final, just the final few minutes. And, of course, uh, the five-point loss earlier to Colorado when they they uh, they had total offense in that game of 565 yards and lost. And th- that's just th- those things happen. 36-31 to uh, Ohio State last week, uh, a close loss. So they've hung in against everybody, and that's why they're a 17-point favorite. By the way, if I had read the note in its entirety, not just the first half of the sentence, I would see that you're absolutely right. Illinois did win in Lincoln in 1924. <laughs> Since then, they are 0-4. But uh, it was a 9-6 win there for uh, for Illinois, despite Red Grange going scoreless back then. Hopefully it's a different outcome today for Illinois. Lauren, appreciate your thoughts as always. Okay. Enjoy the Saturday. That's the opening drive brought to you by Warden Martin Buick GMC Service and Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. When we come back, we'll get the first word from Lincoln with Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini. Plus, I go one-on-one with Illinois superstar running back Reggie Corbin, all coming up. Your stain options, energy-efficient glass choices, hardware, and more. Don't just remodel, transform with Marvin Windows and Doors, built around you. Start your transformation at your local Marvin dealer, Alexander Lumber in Champaign. This is Brian Barnhart. I'm proud that our Champaign Public Library is one of the best in the nation. To keep it going strong, make a gift to the Champaign Public Library Foundation today. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Making our way toward kickoff for Illinois on the road in Nebraska. Time for the first word, which is brought to you by Warden Martin Buick GMC Service and Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. And Brian Barnhart, high atop Memorial Stadium, the other Memorial Stadium, that is. Good morning, Brian, from Lincoln. Yeah, good morning. The sun's out. It is cold. It's 20 degrees. It's windy, about 17 miles an hour. So that's putting the wind chill, feel-like temperature down there in the single digits. But, uh, you know, the sun's out. So it feels good. It's November. It usually bodes well for a running game as opposed to a passing game when it's this cold. But Illinois probably needs to get that passing game going a little bit because they have to keep Nebraska's defense off balance. Well, they do. And you got two quarterbacks here with A.J. Bush and Adrian Martinez. They're similar in that sense. They can both run it. They can both throw it. Martinez is really, really a talented freshman who has been putting up some huge numbers all year long for this Nebraska offense. So he's been fun to watch. He's probably still learning his craft as he goes. But, but wow, the, the numbers are pretty eye-popping. And, of course, Bush played last week like the guy we saw in camp, you know, back in, uh, in August. I mean, that's like there he is. That's the guy we've been looking for. He threw for 200 and some and rushed for over 100 as well. So, and uh, A.J. hasn't said a lot about going back to Lincoln. But they've, I've been asked multiple times in the different interviews. I've been on four, I think, different Nebraska interviews here in the last two days and they've all asked about A.J. Bush so they remember him well out here. Well Illinois voted him team captain for today's ball game so that tells me there's a little bit of emotion behind the whole thing and he'll be able to walk out on that field and he never got to play in a game for as a team captain now in a different uniform I think there's probably a little bit of extra juice there in this and and hey let's uh, let's not forget five wins that would be huge for this program if they can win today. Well, sure, and that's what a lot of people thought going into the year. I think as fans, we're thinking, hey, let's see some progress. Let's get to uh, five wins. Six wins would be an outstanding year. And uh, how they've kind of zigged and zagged to get there with the emotions of, you know, a close loss to South Florida. That's one you'd like to have back. And 
Then, of course, the uh, win over Rutgers, but then getting blown out by Purdue and Maryland, and then the blowout of Minnesota. So no matter how they got there, they have won four. They've still got mathematical possibilities, but this is a tall order today. They're going to have to uh, slow down Nebraska somehow, get some turnovers. Everybody I've talked to uh, in Lincoln and with different folks who know these things say their special teams really, really struggle, Nebraska's, and Illinois have played pretty well. So you can get a big play on special teams, get a couple of turnovers, throw some speed bumps down uh, with Lovey Smith calling the defensive uh, signals now uh, like they did last week, and uh, give yourself a chance, and uh, you never know what happens. Brian, I look forward to your call. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. We'll get the window open here pretty soon. It'll it'll feel nice and cold in here shortly. <laughs> All right, bundle up, <laughs> indeed. All right, Brian Barnhart with our first word, and we'll check in with Martin O'Donnell in just a few minutes for the keys to the game. Last week, Reggie Corbin had the eighth-best rushing performance in Illini history, 213 yards, two touchdown runs of 72 and 77 apiece. He was rewarded with a Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week honor. Corbin now just 48 yards away from being the first 1,000-yard rusher since Mikel LaShore back in 2010. Now, Corbin has been quick to credit his offensive line, and senior lineman Nick Allegretti is excited to be blocking for a possible 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, that's a great feeling. As an offensive line, obviously, you're trying to pay attention to stats. You just show up, do your job. But when a, when a running back has the ability to get to 1,000 yards, uh, you feel pretty good about that. Obviously, Reggie's been doing some stuff that I mean, he gets open field. You're probably not going to tackle him. He's pretty special. Uh, but it's a great feeling to have that. Here's more now with Illinois running back Reggie Corbin. Handoff, running right is Corbin. Big hole to the right. 50, 40, 30, 20. Reggie Corbin has done it again. Touchdown, Illinois. Corbin, 72 yards. Nobody caught him. Touchdown, Illinois. Did you have a sense of the historic kind of day you were having on Saturday as it was going along? Uh, No, I didn't realize it until probably right after the game once I kind of got on Twitter for once you know that's when I kind of noticed it but I still didn't think it was that historic you know I think I do I think I should have done a lot better I think I could have done a lot better you know I missed some runs you know, I had a had a drop which is not good you know as a running back you should when you rarely get the ball in the passing game you need to make those counts so. still you were one yard better than Red Grange so. <laughs> I didn't see that I had no idea about that um, but that's kind of amazing, you know. Red Grange has a statue. So. <laughs> a lot of people made note of your the off-season work you did, but when you look back in the last two years, did you feel like is there a part of you felt like you got shortchanged last year and you got a chance to show it this year? Uh, I think I got blessed last year, honestly. You know, many people didn't know me as a person, but I can honestly say I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't go through what I went through last year. You know? What exactly did you go through? Uh. You know, every every kid, regardless of who they are, every kid on the team wants to play. And, you know, you kind of go from playing to not playing. That's hard. That's definitely tough, especially when you're a guy that has the ball in your hands a lot. You know, it feels weird because when you finally get it back in your hands, you kind of think, hey, am I the same guy? I haven't done this in a while. But I'm glad I went through that. I'm glad, man. Um, I'm so... I'm glad God picked me to go through that, you know, because it changed me completely. And that's why I'm kind of grateful for everything that's going on now. And I try to be as humble as I can and keep going because I know at any point in time things. I remember being at the other end of the spectrum. So, Two things a lot of people notice about you running. 
A, your speed and your ability to change directions quickly. Where does that come from? If there's little kids that are wanting to be a great running back, you know, how would you say, here's what you do to get fast and be able to change directions? Hard work. Literally just hard work. I didn't change anything. I just worked harder over and over again. And um, instead of taking days off, I didn't take any days off. I just went as hard as I could, you know, um, try to get faster than I was every single day. You know, that was my mindset, you know, get faster today than I was yesterday. And they end up working, and I'm still trying to do that because, you know, most people just still say I'm slow. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. I, you know, I need that in my life. But um, to every kid out there, work hard. I tell my little cousins, my little brother, work hard. You know, you can never get, you can never become perfect, you know. So you, can, you always have room to grow, you know, and I know that about myself, and I'm still trying to get there as well. It's just a number, but a thousand is uh, easily attainable now. A thousand yards for the season, that mean a lot to you? I don't really look at the thousand. You know, I think it'll be good for my offensive line though, because they don't get much credit. But to see that they, you know, every yard that I run for, they ran for basically. So for them to have a thousand yards, that I think that's a lot. You know, um, that'll put those five guys down in history, and I'm kind of more more so happy for them than myself. Hand off to Reggie Corbin. Here he goes again up the middle, 30. Up the middle, here he goes. He might keep going, 40. Looking for a block, 20, 10. He's gone again. Reggie Corbin, 77 yards. Well, let's see what Reggie Corbin does today against Nebraska. He warms up barefoot, by the way. It's cold out there. When we come back, the cold Martin O'Donnell from the booth in Lincoln. He'll give us his keys to the game. Stay with us on Fighting Illini Game Day in the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. We are making our way toward kickoff for Illinois in Nebraska against the Cornhuskers. Martin O'Donnell will be on the call with Brian Barnard. He joins us now from Lincoln for a look at the keys to the game. And uh, Martin, first of all, Reggie Corbin warming up barefoot. Have you ever known anybody else to do that? I've not. So I've that, not. But, uh, hey, whatever he's doing, he just needs to keep doing it. It's <laughs> working really well. <laughs> so that apparently was not part of your pregame routine. No. No. <laughs> especially on a day like this. Hey, uh, weather-wise, advantage running backs and the running game with this kind of weather, in the, in the cold at least? Uh, you know, I, I don't really think, I don't really think the, the cold is going to have too much of an impact on this game. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of wind, so that could maybe have an impact. But, uh, you know, I think both teams, obviously, you know, you're, you're going to school in Nebraska, you're going to school in Champaign, Illinois. I mean, winter is a season that you're used to, and it's just kind of starting to set in. So I, I don't, you know, kind of once you get into the flow of the game and, and get the blood pumping, it, it shouldn't be too big of a factor. You know, Nebraska has some really good wide out uh, receivers. Illinois was able to contain Minnesota's passing game last week. But I'm guessing Adrian Martinez is a little bit of a step up with no disrespect from Minnesota's Tanner Morgan. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Martinez is a really good weapon, and they have two very good receivers in, in Morgan and J.D. Spielman. So they, Illinois is going to have to account for them. They know that. I mean, they played the, both those guys 
last season. So it, it's going to have to be something they can account for. But I will tell you, you know, just one of the things that I think is going to be a key here today is really forcing Nebraska to have to go to that passing game, you know, make that young quarterback work his way down the field in the passing game. I think he's he's comfortable as a runner and he's a pretty good thrower as well. But I think that piece of his game is, is still developing. You mentioned a key to the game. Let's uh, get to our keys to the game then. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Well, Martin, everybody's been saying Nebraska is much better than a 2-7 and seven record, even though that's what your record is. But this is a much better football team than you would expect with their record. So how can the Illini get the victory on the road? I mean, I think there's a lot of things. I think defensively, you know, Illinois just has to kind of play with that same enthusiasm that they did last week. I mean, it looked like a completely different defense. And then part of that, too, is tackling. You know, they have those, you know, Nebraska has weapons in Morgan and Spielman and Ozigbo and Martinez himself, himself as a runner. I think it's really, you know, for them, it's going to be clean tackling in the open field is going to be big for this Illinois defense today. And uh, offensively, Reggie Corbin yeah. is great, but, but A.J. Bush... Yeah, I think, I think the big thing for the offense is, is A.J. just needs to continue what he did last week, and really it started the second half against Maryland, and what that is is just hitting kind of the easy passes, you know, hitting Dominic Stample, who's been really a revelation the past two weeks, getting the ball to Ricky Smalling, kind of those easy completions, give the ball to his playmakers in space, and keep this Nebraska defense honest because they are going to heat up, uh, you know, Illinois with some blitzes, a lot of different looks, but Illinois has to be able to throw well enough in order to keep them honest to really open up that, that rushing game. Good word, Martin. Appreciate it. Enjoy the call. Will do. Thanks. All right. Martin O'Donnell will be back in just a few minutes. The keys to the game brought to you by Culligan of Muhammad. Hard water in your home. Culligan of Muhammad has been treating water since 1948. Culligan is the better water company. Google Culligan of Muhammad today or call Jeremy at 217-586-2313. Next up, Coach's Corner. We hear from Lovey Smith and Nebraska's Scott Frost on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Welcome back to the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty. Illinois football at a different Memorial Stadium today to face Nebraska and seeking their fifth win. Time now for the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Clark Lindsay. Last Saturday's Illini game was the first without Hardy Nickerson as the defensive coordinator. Head coach Lovey Smith has taken over in the interim and says he enjoys wearing both hats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Had a blast. Uh, defensive staff did a great job, like our entire staff did. But, uh, you know, as I describe our coaching staff, we have a bunch of stern teachers is what. I like to think that I'm a teacher also. And whenever you get a chance to be involved, more involved teaching young people, who wouldn't like that? Smith says when or whether the position will be filled by anyone else has yet to be determined, so he sizes up what the Illini defense will face today. You know, Scott Frost is an excellent coach. Nebraska is a, you know, one of those traditional programs uh, where you expect a certain type of play, certain type of athletes, especially a certain type of skill. You could say the same thing for linemen, too. Great, as I said earlier, great environment to play in. Uh, they've had a lot of great quarterbacks. Scott, of course, Scott Frost being one to come through there. Martinez is another one. He's, uh, you know, he's a freshman, but uh, he can throw the ball. He's athletic. He can beat you with his feet. So, uh, you know, in the offense of things we talk about, we're trying to do is what they're going to 
will be their attack against us. Be a big challenge for our defense this week. Can't wait to to get a chance to compete that way. Though just two and seven, Nebraska is vastly improved from earlier in the season, and Smith puts the Illini and Husker programs on similar paths, upward trajectories. I think sometimes, you know, when you're when you're building, it takes a while. It's not a finished product right away, and uh, there's a process you have to go through. And I think that's what they're. Not, not I think, that's what they have gone through. But as you watch their play, I mean, they've gotten better and better. And since, I think they'll probably say the same thing. Since probably about the Purdue game, second half, the level has really picked up quite a bit where they've had a chance to win all of these last games. So that's what we're seeing. And we're saying the same thing about our pro. When you get to a point where, boom, you get there where you can really see yourself being able to take off. And... Uh, we, you know, we love being, what, three touchdown underdogs going into an environment like that. That's Illinois head coach Lovey Smith. In a moment, Nebraska head coach Scott Frost in his first season back at his alma mater, next on the Coach's Corner. Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. Nebraska just 2-7 and seven under first-year head coach Scott Frost, but their record belies their capabilities. After losing by just five points to Ohio State last Saturday, Buckeyes head coach Urban Meyer said Nebraska is the two-win team no one wants to play. Frost shrugs that off. I suppose that's good to hear. It, it's not much of a consolation. Um, we've had some great moral victories this year, and those don't count for anything. For Nebraska to beat Illinois, they'll have to figure out what Illinois defense will show up after Hardy Nickerson's departure and only one week of tape on Lovey Smith calling the plays. Yeah, there, there's some some different. Uh, you can tell it's obviously in the same scheme. You know, I, I finished my career in Tampa. Hardy was a legend down there. So I got a ton of respect for him and Lovey. Um, you know, I, I, I'm familiar enough from those days back then with how that defense works to kind of recognize things. There's some some differences, um, but I don't know how much of, of that difference was just a game planning thing for that team and how much is going to carry over. So uh, we got to be prepared for what they did Saturday and what they did the rest of the season before that. The Illini, meanwhile, are preparing for a creative offense with a dual-threat quarterback in Adrian Martinez. Illinois has its own dual-threat quarterback in A.J. Bush, He's returning today to Lincoln to face the first college team he was a part of. What does Scott Frost expect from Bush? I can only guess. I, I know A.J. by name and a little bit of tape from a long time ago and not much more. I know he played well last Saturday. Uh, and I know if I was playing a team that I used to play for and came back, I'd be excited to play. Uh, my guess would be he has a lot of fond thoughts and, and memories of this place because it's hard to leave here without thinking that way. But... Um, he's a good player, and he certainly played well on Saturday, and, and their offense looked completely different with him in there. Bush was on Nebraska's roster in 2014 and 15, but did not see game action. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Clark Lindsay, where residents come first, celebrating 40 years. Also brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. And this game, one of four that are kicking off at 11 a.m. this morning, Maryland and Indiana. Wisconsin's at Penn State. Both those teams are 6-3, and three, Ohio State and Michigan State. Purdue looking to become bowl eligible against Minnesota at 2.30, Michigan at Rutgers at 2.30, and Northwestern at Iowa at 2.30. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll be back with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Michael Martin will join me. You're on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. Back up to Lincoln.